Murray's on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. Kick on its way. It's got the distance, and it is good. And Lawrence Tynes has done it again. He's kicked the Giants to the second Super Bowl in four years. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. Barkley takes it all the way. 68 yards for his first NFL touchdown. Jones steps up, takes off, he's in, touchdown! What up, Giants fans, and welcome to Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Quarterall, and alongside with me today is my co-host and great friend of mine, Kevin Meiselman. Well, JQ, I am very excited to be here. As you know, I do my own New York Rangers podcast, but when you asked me to talk New York Giants football, I could not have been more excited. And you know, I'll be bringing the analytics every single week, and hopefully covering this team with you as this new era begins with Daniel Jones. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for being alongside, and thank you for helping me start out my show. But let's start off with Daniel Jones and the emergence of the rising star we've seen from him throughout the first two weeks of his season. Jones' Jones's stats from week three are amazing. Four touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. What else can you expect out of the kid? He threw for over 300 yards, man. Like I was not expecting that as a fan, and I know some of you Giants fans out there weren't expecting that either. Kev, right. what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was obviously very surprised with how he played. I mean, I've been saying for a few years now it was time for Eli Manning to go could do a whole episode on that and how he's been on a decline for a while, but I did not expect Daniel Jones to just come in and play like that and especially orchestrate a, a humongous comeback win. They were down 18 points, I believe, 28-10, to 10, and to come back and then show his speed, running the football is something we hadn't seen with Eli even nah. when he was winning Super Bowls. So it, it was really awesome to see that, and I think a lot of people overlook that Bucks defense. I know they just gave up 40 points to the Rams, but they have a good offense. They, they're, they're definitely not a, an amazing pass defense, but by, by no means uh, as bad as the Redskins, which we'll, we'll get into Absolutely. with their Week 4 game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Week 4, um, big, big game for the Giants, big blowout for the Giants, huge win, divisional win, you know, always good. Um, huge amount of turnovers for the Giants, too, which is something we haven't really seen a lot of. Four turnovers on defense, which is something – that I haven't seen as a big blue fan recently, but let's talk about Janoris Jenkins, aka the Jackrabbit. Two interceptions against the Redskins, and they couldn't have come came at a better game. Kev, what do you think about that? Well, obviously, you love to see anyone pick off two throws, and of course, Jabril Peppers as well getting that pick six. So Absolutely. you love to see the defense actually make some plays, which is something that did not occur in the first three weeks. But JQ, I do want to see it against the team that isn't the Washington Redskins. That didn't play Case Keenum, and then a rookie in Dwayne Haskins who hasn't really gotten his footing yet in the NFL. So if this Giants defense can start doing this against better competition, which they are going to play in the future, the Vikings are a little bit better than the Redskins, they'll be playing the Pats on Thursday night in Week 6, then I'll start to to really see something impressive here. But let's see it against a better team before we get get carried away here. But no no, no problems with what happened with this defense last week. Only gave up three points. Absolutely, man. It's good to see them finally turn around after those tough first three weeks. But, like, let's just talk about Ryan Connolly, how, you know, the rookie, two picks in the last two games. You know, he's yeah. put on big numbers, but sadly, you know, went down with a tough ACL tear the other day. So that will be a huge loss for the Giants moving forward. But let's move on, man. I mean, special teams, you know, it's a work in progress for the Giants. What did you see out of them? I know we saw two dropped 
punt returns, but thankfully were recovered by the Giants, which is, you know, worst case scenario, it'll co- it could always lead to a turnover, which is not what they want. Well, long term, I'm not too concerned about muffing punt returns. I don't I don't think that's going to be a huge issue moving forward. I think that's a little bit of bad luck and maybe just a bad day for Jones, who is returning punts. But I look at this football outsiders team efficiency rankings, which a lot of people don't like to look at. And the Giants rank 11th in the NFL in overall special teams efficiency. Wow. And if you don't know what that means, it has a lot to do with coverage and, and field position based off special teams. I mean, there's a lot more to special teams on kickoffs and, and punts and returns for both of those than fumbles have to show for. So although that you don't want to see that from your punt returner, I think moving forward, the, the special teams play has actually been pretty solid from an analytical perspective. That's a very interesting point you've brought up, Kev. But now let's talk about Wayne Gallman and how he is replacing the superstar, Saquon Barkley, which personally I'm not very happy about. I know injuries happen here and there, but like that's my guy, Saquon Barkley. Without Saquon, you know, I lose a little bit of that, like, momentum in me but hey man Wayne Gallman man 63 rushing yards on only 18 carries but you know hey he scored two touchdowns which that's what matters most and that's what's going to win games for us Kev what'd you see out of Wayne Gallman this weekend well like you mentioned to me when we were watching the highlights of the game Wayne Gallman obviously doesn't cut and and get to the holes the way Saquon Barkley does because Saquon Barkley might be the best running back in football or at least in the conversation for that for sure no, you're a little biased there. I try to keep I'm it a very, little bit. I am very biased, obviously, because Saquon is my guy. But you know, yeah, of course, you got to do what you got to do. Of course, but I do want to say that you know me and thinking that the running back position is extremely replaceable, and it's not to say that it doesn't help to have Saquon or a guy like Zeke or Alvin Kamara, especially that could catch passes out of the backfield, but. A lot of it has to do with the run block and from an offensive line perspective. And they did a really good job for Wayne Gallman. Obviously picked up enough yards that they had to and, and got him into the end zone twice. Uh, one on a reception, of course, though. I mean, Wayne Gallman played good enough. But I, like I said, the Redskins defense is an absolute atrocity. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. I mean, it, it, everyone's ability is going to look a little bit better against a defense that is as much of a mess as theirs and obviously handing over to the Giants with good field position a lot of the time because that offense couldn't move the ball but anytime a guy's scoring you you can't be upset but while Saquon is a better option it's that position there's other things that are more important like I'll talk with you all the time O-line the pass game pass rush on defense those things are to me what dictate a successful football team but obviously the running back position will help when you have Saquon there as as a complement to everything else but obviously no problems with Goldman this week I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, Kev. You know, the running back position is that questionable position to me, honestly. But, you know, it's happy to see that Wayne Gallman got his touches and, you know, we can actually see, like, what he can do for the team, even though it was only against the Redskins. But, hey, man, a win's a win. But, obviously, you know, the running back position, you all saw it this weekend. Daniel Jones, he still thrived without the the number one running back in the league, in my mind, Saquon Barkley. But that position may be dulling down. But, hey, man, that offensive line looked good once again this weekend, you know. Beefing up the offensive line this year was huge for them moving forward, you know, protecting Eli, but now protecting Daniel Jones. So we'll see what they do further on this season. What do you think about the offensive line? Yeah, I think the offensive line has done a really, really good job. And I think although they weren't very good the last few years and and Eli was getting attacked a lot pretty quickly, more so than other quarterbacks, I still think that pass blocking is a lot more dependent on the quarterback himself than people like to give credit for. I think O-linemen are way more influential when it comes to the run offense and and just the, the nature of what that play is. I think quarterback's ability to move, uh, read the defense, 
get throws off quickly, move inside the pocket, and obviously when you got Daniel Jones who can run, it makes a an offensive lineman's life a lot easier because they're not looking like they got torched because he's just Absolutely. getting away from it. But you do have to give credit where credit is due, and the offensive linemen have done a really good job, and it's complimented Daniel Jones, who also, like I said, the quarterback is part of what that O-line looks like, and he's making them look good too. So I do think it's a, a little bit of bolt that have given the Giants success the last two weeks. I mean, if you really think about it, what are the weapons that Daniel Jones has? I mean, they have a very good tight end, a top-tier tight end in Evan Ingram. Maybe not top-tier, maybe second-tier. Maybe he'll get there one day. One of the faster tight ends in the league. But but certainly in that top top five to ten category. And then just Sterling Shepard. So no one else has really proven themselves as a go-to target, and Daniel Jones has done a good job. Like I mentioned, Redskins' defense not too good, but nothing really to, to be disgusted about by the Buccaneers' defense, and they did a good job against them. So... I think everything will look even better when Golden Tate comes back this week, and maybe we could talk a little about that now. Absolutely, man. I can't wait until Golden Tate comes back. You know, I was, I was hyped up from all season. You know, sadly had that four-game suspension, which, you know, no one wants to see out of a player. But he's got a lot to lot to show, you know, a lot to improve. You know, he's got to show, you know, the New York Giants, like, he can win and, like, he can be a part of this winning team. And, you know, I'm hoping he goes out there, you know, and just catches some passes for us. You know, Jones has multiple options to hit between Ingram and Shepard and Russell you know there's so many options out there but I think Golden Tate will be a big threat for him now you know going down into the red zone you know just trying to pick up 10 to 15 yards of play like that's what that's who Golden Tate is man and that's what he's going to help out with the Giants yeah I think it's easy to forget that Golden Tate is actually a very good receiver because he seems like a consolation prize after trading Odell Beckham it's like oh we trade Odell and then we sign Golden Tate what's the big deal but no one's saying Golden Tate's as good as Odell and in that top tier of receivers, but he is a quality receiver who is going to help this football team, especially for a rookie quarterback who now has an easier job with three with a, with a third option who is pretty sustainable uh, game in and game out if he can stay healthy like most football players have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. But, I mean, it, it's it's exciting to see Daniel Jones have those two good weeks despite not playing any absolutely amazing defenses with the options that he's had. So being able to make the the plays on his feet as well is going to make it a lot easier and will give Golden Tate and Shepard and Ingram more time to get open. So it's exciting for sure. And and I'm not saying sitting here and saying the Giants are going to make the playoffs and there's a lot of success coming their way this year because I do think there's a lot of issues, especially on the defensive end of the ball. Absolutely. But, but there is a slight room for optimism just seeing the, the consistency that Jones has played with in two weeks. I know two picks happens, but... I'd rather have a guy who gives me two picks if that means he's going to be able to throw long touchdowns long term rather than Eli getting me no picks when he can only throw the ball three yards and safe routes, which ends up getting you no points anyway. So that that risk and reward uh, thing you have to value as well. And Golden Tate's going to make that a little bit easier for Daniel Jones. Absolutely, man. I mean, Jones completed 23 of his 31 passes this weekend for over 200 yards, which is something you love to see. Obviously, you want to see more yards and, you know, his first two interceptions. But, hey, man. That's going to happen. This is the NFL. There's a lot of good players on the other side of the ball, which you love to see. But, you know, also, Jones can move the ball with his feet, too. You know, he can run. He's quick. He's fast. And he's smart, dude. He makes the right plays, throws the ball away when it's needed to be, and doesn't give up bad turnovers, which is something you love to see. Right. And uh, I think as well what should be mentioned about the Redskins game, a really good indicator of a good football team is blowing out bad teams. So, like, you'll see teams that end up winning the Super Bowl, like the Pats, or teams that make it there like the Rams last year. The really bad teams, they're beating them by a lot. Oh, yeah. And I know that it happened with some against a really bad team in the Redskins and that they were thrown a lot of interceptions, which always makes someone's life uh, on offense a lot easier. But still, it's not like they just squeaked by the Redskins. They were in control all game. The defense did good enough against a really bad team. And 
Jones obviously played efficient enough to get the job done. So that's where a lot of the confidence comes from moving forward. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle themselves against a, a Vikings team who probably is better than the last two teams they played, but but still not like the Pats they're going to be playing in two weeks from now. Most definitely, Kev. I mean, Giants had a turnover on the, the third play of the game, which is, you know, something off to a fast start, which you don't see a lot. But, yeah, this upcoming these upcoming two games are going to be tough ones. You know, Minnesota has a great run game, which has always been a weakness for the Giants defense. You know, they're not good at stopping the run, but, you know, Kirk Cousins has been struggling a little bit as of late, so hopefully those struggles continue and the Giants can pounce on him. Maybe get another pick six. You know, my man Jabril Peppers, you know, he's out there. He's going to be thriving. He's going to be running around. He's going to be screaming. So just love to see that energy. I mean, as a fan, it gives you chills, man. It's like it's good to see that, you're, you know, your team is having fun and, like, watching them and, like, seeing everything they do. You know, it's a lot of fun, man. So. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if we're still talking, this is preview for week five. Is absolutely. that where we're going with this? Absolutely. Because I do think that the Giants' defense will, in terms of strength of schedule for this week, have a little bit easier of a time because the Vikings' defense is the strength of that team. And that's where I'm really, really excited to watch Daniel Jones and interested to see how he handles himself because although I haven't checked the injury report for the Vikings and I may be missing if there are injuries, they are ranked ninth in Football Outsiders' defense efficiency metric. Like I mentioned, I bring the analytics. but What are the Giants ranked? Kev? The Giants in defense are currently 20th and hey, 17th in offense so and the Vikings offense is 15th so not a terrible offense by any means I know Cousins had a bad week against a, a good defense on the road in, in Chicago but still it, it's it's actually going to be way more telling for Daniel Jones this week based off how good the Vikings defense is and finally seeing him go up against some very good players on, on the defensive yeah. side of the ball but like I said also before not many games there's only a very small sample size Things could look a lot worse in the future, or they could look a lot better. I mean, football, there's a lot of randomness in this sport, and two weeks for a starting quarterback and four weeks total for a team aren't always uh, a great predictor of what's to come. Mm-hmm. But it, here mean, come the tough games. They got yeah. they got the Vikings, the Pats. They have the, the Cowboys on the slate pretty soon. I Eagles think there's a game coming before, up. Yeah, exactly. They got the Cardinals and uh, Lions before uh, the Cowboys. But they're playing some real teams now. They're not going to be playing guys like the Redskins every week. So... Very, very excited to see how things go from here when the, when the schedule starts to toughen up. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch this team. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of rookies on the defense who, you know, have showed their struggles throughout the first couple of weeks. But, hey, man, it's all about improvement over time. You know, these guys are going to be ready to ball out. And, like, these next couple of games, they're going to prove them. I personally feel, you know, it's going to be tough games for Jones, obviously. But, hey, man, it's all about adapting on the fly. So I think he'll do a great job. I think he'll lead us to wins. And I'm honestly looking forward to, you know, week five. You know, Matthew Chico's team, you know, one of my good buddies. But honestly, I think they're going to – I think the Giants can pull away with a win if Daniel Jones proves himself to be, you know, a complete pocket passer and the offensive line can protect him. And, you know, Wayne Goldman's going to have to do his thing. I don't think Saquon Barkley will be back. I hope he's not back. I want Saquon to rest for as long as he can because, you know, we're going to need him. I know this season may not be promising the most Giant fans, but, you know, in the long run, if you want to, if you want to be a good team, you got to keep your players healthy. So you know, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's never a good reason to rush someone back unless you're in the playoffs. There, there's no reason Saquon should be thrown into the the mix and getting hit as much as he is if he's not 100% ready to play. Especially with a lot of the uncertainty coming from this team and how the defense has a lot of problems and they still haven't had a good week against a good offense. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, but I, I do agree with you yeah. that. There's there's room for optimism, but it's extremely cautious optimism because they haven't done it enough and they haven't done it against any really, really good teams to, to make me think that this is even remotely a playoff team. 
But like I said, that can change in two, three weeks, depending Absolutely. on how they, they go up against the Vikings, the Pats. Cardinals could be a good win for them at home, but then they go on the road to Detroit, which is proving to not be an easy team to no, play against this, this year, year, especially yeah. when you're there in Ford Field. So, yeah. I, Lots I, to look I, forward to. And, I mean, the Giants are going to have to do this all without Alec Ogletree, obviously. You know, had that blown hamstring or, you know, injured hamstring in the game. So that's a very big loss for the Giants. I mean, that's your leader on defense. He's going to be calling out all the play. So, you know, it's it's up to the rookies and the young gun, guns to step up now and, you know, prove themselves. So what do you see out of the defense going in to, against Minnesota with Kirk Cousins? Well, as I mentioned before, I don't expect a great performance once again from the defense uh, because this isn't an offense that is as bad as the Washington Redskins. They're, they're much more competent. They're not amazing, but they're, they're by no means a really bad offense. They have some great weapons. And it's another big test. Can this Giants defense handle Thielen and Diggs? And they couldn't do it against Mike Evans. They absolutely got torched by Mike Evans and, and the rest of that Buccaneers offense. So let's see this defense do what they did against not the Washington Redskins. Absolutely. And then I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit more confident moving forward. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, the defense is amazing. One game, that proves it all. And, I mean, yeah, I just think that mm-hmm. there's a lot more to prove for this defense before I can, can really be, uh, be confident. Totally agree with you, Kev. I mean, Janoris Jenkins, you know, he came off that rough week against Mike Evans, who, you know, balled out. He had, like, over 190 yards receiving, but it's all about bouncing back. You know, next week he had the, you know, last week he had the two interceptions, which was huge, and, you know, just, you know, right, building it, off that and just seeing what he can do against Minnesota because, you know, like, he's that leader on the defense to me, honestly. Like, he's got to be the guy to go out there and make plays for that defense to get them fired up. I know we got Jabril Peppers back there and a couple guys, but... I mean, it's not the same if you're, you know, your leader is not leading you through it. You know? Yeah, and it just concerns me the most that the pass rush doesn't have a, a lot of ability whatsoever, and I think that is more predictive, or there's more value in, in predicting a team's success based off the pass rush than it is off the secondary because, like I said, bad throws make a secondary's job easy, and the Redskins made a lot of bad throws. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And, and if the Giants can end up starting to put a lot of pressure on, on good offenses, then, then, then you have something working here, yeah. but... Like I said, I do not see the playoffs in store for the Giants this year, mainly because of the defense and, and the problems that, that there is. But small sample size, we'll see what happens moving yeah. forward. This is a really big test for them. I know they're home, but if this defense can, can show up and clearly be the reason that the offense is playing bad, not just have Kirk Cousins hand it over, uh, you have to look at it that way as well. But I'm excited. This is a really exciting game because I, I think there's a, there's a lot to, to that will be – told about the Giants and their actual ability based off this game against the Vikings and then uh, in Foxborough next week. Well, Kev, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one a little bit because as of right now, the Giants are tied with the Cowboys for most sacks in the NFC East, which is something, hey, man, you don't hear that a lot about the Giants. Like, we usually don't have a lot of QB pressure, but this is something, like, that's new for the Giants. You know, it's nice to see them have 10 sacks already on the season, which is something you don't see a lot since, like, the Justin Tuck. Yeah, I was going to say. Jason Pierre-Paul, Michael Strahan. Like, those dogs OC. are always out there grinding and stuff. And now, right. and, you know, it's time for the new guys to do their thing. I, I do. I do. I guess I do take back a little bit that they have performed well, but I will say that they have gone up against some pretty bad offensive lines as it relates to sure. football outsiders' adjusted sack rate. The only really good offensive line that they played was – was Dallas, these other teams, Washington, Buffalo, and excuse me, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay were, are, are, don't rank too high in that regard. So I would really like to see them continue that a little bit more. Let's see if it's sustainable. I know Winston's a little wild in the pocket, and they picked up a lot of sacks against him, and they didn't obviously go up against anything special at quarterback last week. So, yes, you're absolutely right in 
disagreeing with me to an extent that I bash their pass rush a little bit, but I do want to see a little bit more of it before I can say that those 10 sacks are indicative of what's to come, if that's fair. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you on that, Kev. I mean, it's just about them improving week by week. So we'll see. I mean, Minnesota will be a good test. I mean, but especially the Patriots week six, man. I mean, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, rookie versus the yeah. GOAT, you know. And we'll be getting into that a lot next week Absolutely. after knowing what happens in the Giants-Vikings game. But we know here at Quinnipiac there's going to be a lot of a lot of heat around that game with this New York-Boston rivalry, especially if somehow the Giants come out with a win at home Would against the huge. Vikings. They'd be 3-2 and two and give the Giants a little bit of uh, confidence to, to banter those Patriots fans who mm-hmm. obviously hate us for beating them yeah. in the Super Bowl twice. We're really the only team, and unfortunately the I Eagles, mean, who can talk some smack to them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, for the Giants moving forward, I mean, that game against the Patriots is one that's going to be a fun one to see. You know, I got a lot of friends at school who are Pats fans, so, you know, shout out to them, but, like, not really, you know. I'm excited to see Daniel Jones go in on a Thursday night football game, which is tough, you know. You're the only game streaming that weekend, I mean that day. So, you know, it's going to be cool to see Daniel go in on his first Thursday night football game and see, you know, he's going to show Tom Brady what he's made of, you know. And I, I think Tom will have some respect for Jones, but, you know, Tom's going to do his thing. The Pats are going to do their thing. You know, it's just going to be up to the Giants' defense, too. All right, you want to wrap things up here, JQ, Absolutely. with a little score prediction for Giants-Vikings? You go first, and I'll, I mean, I'll give you mine. Overall, I think, you know, Giants-Vikings, Giants are home, you know. Hopefully the home crowd's roaring, you know, big game for them. I see the Giants coming out on top. I see Daniel Jones putting up a couple TDs. I see the Giants winning 27-15 to 15 or, like, 27-20. I know that's that may wow some of you out there, like, oh, the Vikings are so good. But, I mean, hey, man, like, watch out. Like, here come the Giants, man. Like, this is their season. Like, I know it may be, not be a playoff season, but, man, this is, like, a season of improvement, man. And it's good to see it, you know. The team looks happy. The guys look happy, you know. Pat Shermer's doing his thing. He's going to be that QB whisperer that everyone says he was. So, you know, there's a good chance for Pat, you know, to sting his old team in the ass, you know, and tell the Vikings, like, hey, man, like, you lost a great coach and you lost a great offensive coordinator, so here I am. So what do you think, Kev? Well, Vegas currently has the spread as the Giants are home, but underdogs by four and a half points. Right. I wouldn't be shocked right. if they cover. Uh, the over-under in that game is 44 and a half, so if I'm going to – Keep those numbers close to what Vegas has. I will not be picking the Giants to win this game. I know it's a big blue podcast, but hey, I try to try to pick with a little bit of reason Absolutely, here on, on my end. Absolutely. So I I know that these score predictions are always wacky and there's not a lot of always a lot of uh, logic behind them. But I'm gonna go Vikings 24, Giants 17 is the final in MetLife this week. I just think that that Vikings defense is good enough to stop Daniel Jones, and I don't know if the Vikings offense is bad enough to not put up a good amount of points, points. on a Giants defense, like I said, that still hasn't proven themselves against any, even really a average to above average offenses. So, we'll see. We'll I'm obviously see, pulling for the Giants, but I'm not too optimistic yet. My opinions will change in the future if we could see some uh, some good play from this defense moving forward, though. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, man. Jabril Peppers, man. If you're out there, do your thing, man. We're going to need another pick six from you to win this game, so... Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Thank you for talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, along with my co-host, Kevin Mosman. Thank you guys for joining in.